Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. That's me, and this is a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I'd uh, love to talk to creative people about what they do, and this week I get to talk to two for the price of one, the comedy duo Frangela, uh, which consists of Frances Collier and Angela V. Shelton. I've known those girls since, like, 2003, and they're delightful and fun and talented. You may know them from the movie He's Just Not That Into You, Best Week Ever, all kinds of commentary, um, comedic appearances on different shows. They've hosted their own radio show. They're awesome. They do it all. And uh, before we get into them, um, I want to direct you to DennisAnyone.net. There's lots of fun stuff there. You can see pictures from different things that I talk about with the podcast people. Do you like how I call them the podcast people? Like, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, You can also leave a little donation in the tip jar to help me pay for web hosting and all that kind of stuff. And parking. Because you know what? Some of my guests are in West Hollywood. And if you live in L.A., you know what that means. You know what that means. It means you're digging in your seats for cushions because you don't want to use the credit card. You're like, I'm not going to use the credit card. I'm not going to. I'm going to manage this with change. And then maybe you have to not do that. Anyway, go to DennisAnyone.net. There's lots of fun stuff there. Uh, I would love it if you liked me on Facebook, DennisAnyone, and uh, follow me on Twitter, at HensleyDennis, all that stuff. And now, without any further ado, the delightful comedy stylings of Frangela. Hey there, I am coming to you from the West Hollywood apartment of Frances Collier. She's one half of the duo Frangela with Angela V. Shelton, and I'm right here in the middle of you ladies. Yes! Giving you the full Oreo experience. Yes, such a beautiful, delicious situation. And (laughs) Frances, you made food. You made a salad and a cake, and like, that's... a cake. That's incredible. (laughs) You baked me an effing cake. That's right. That's incredible. You know why? Because when Dennis Hensley comes... That's what you do? We show up. You're doing it. That's amazing. I'm really touched, actually. (laughs) Now, we met in 2003. I was guest hosting a serious radio show called Harrison on the Edge Mm -hmm. for like a week with Doria Biddle. This was like early on. I knew it had something to do with Harrison, but I could not yes. remember exactly how we met. And I was filling in for him for a week or something, mm-hmm. and you guys were a recurring segment yes. on this show yes. called because Negro Nightly News. In the morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember, like, I went in there and Dory was like, yeah, we have these gals coming in and they do Negro Nightly News in the morning. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And then you're just enchanting. Aww. That was like the first time I'd ever hosted anything on radio that you're week. Kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got... That's so amazing. I know, it was fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just assumed you came from your own show to do his. Oh, yeah, you know. No, that was my first real opportunity. Did you like it? I loved it. And that's why I'm still doing stuff like this, Mm -hmm. because I love the format, and I love talking to people. And um, John McMullen, who was then over seeing OutQ, knew my writing and had met me and thought I might be good at it. And when Harrison was going on vacation or something, Mm -hmm. I... I got a shot, and it was awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. It was one that, I was thinking about this recently, it was one of the few times where I felt like I was in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. right. instead of, like, hammer, hammering down every door or trying. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Has there been a time when you guys were in the right place at the right time? Yeah, there's been several occasions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, always, yeah. I do feel like more often, though, we seem to be six years ahead. Yeah. Like, we're literally <laughs> about four to six years ahead on a bunch of curves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's, it's a really weird phenomenon to see, like, exactly the thing that you went in and pitched. And, 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 that, and people are like, you can't do this. You can't do this. Well, you you nobody will never watch a show about zombies. zombies. Yeah. yeah. Four years, yeah. less than four years later, <laughs> The Walking Dead is the biggest show. Yeah. yeah. Did you pitch a show about zombies? Yes. yes. We did. Yes. yes. And we were yes. told that 
zombies were dead, if yes. you will. That's he literally crazy. Said that. yeah. yeah. That's what would your show New have been like? <laughs> yes. What would your show have been you know like? What? We, we, we've always loved this idea called Francis and Angela Save Francis and Angela. Okay. And we, we love the, the genre of horror. Right. We love two black women being in charge in a situation. I do too. Things. And so, you know, that's been like kind of an ongoing. We, we talk about it in our stand up. We talk about We, we pitch it mm-hmm. and what have you. And literally, we're shut down. Shut down. Shut it literally down. literally couldn't. He was like, nobody's going to want to see zombies. And we were like, really? Because here, it is like the biggest there's a spinoff now you know yeah. like there's the course. talking dead and yes. the walking you know they're in a you know i don't think anybody it's like vampires every time somebody thinks that's over it's not over yeah no, it all comes back around yeah. but our idea is that basically unlike most films where there's a hero we only save each other yeah right <laughs> we that's literally good. only care about saving each other well you guys are <laughs> such a unit even before we started um recording like the friend, the the connection that you have is so genuine and palpable, <laughs> and it's been there for how many years? Seventeen. You met in Chicago, is that right? Yes, mm-hmm. we used to live upstairs and downstairs from each other. In Chicago. In yes. Chicago. And were you doing comedy, or what were you performing? Yeah, we were working at Second City in Chicago. Right. Okay. And so Angela moved from Toronto. Yes. Um, You're Canadian. No, I just lived there for a year. Okay. I did Toronto Second City. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I moved to Chicago, and the building's kind of, a, like, there were a bunch of people from the Second City lived, and it was pretty close to the theater. Right. So I moved in into the apartment right above her. Mm-hmm. And how, when did you, what was your first impression of each other? Well, our first real impression of each other, we were met, we crossed paths on the stairs. Right. And Angela said, hey, you want to go to see a movie? You know, you have to have that that first friend date. That's yeah. amazing. And then, then, yes, you know, maybe you have to go yeah. to the doctor first friend dates to make right. Well, contrast that to there's another woman in the building who shall not be named, who was also at Second City at the time. I did the same thing with her. We never spoke again. So sometimes so, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. But did you say yes? I oh, said yes. yes, and we laughed so much. What was the movie? Do you remember? I don't even remember. It, it was, was it Red? It wasn't Red. It wasn't Red Planet. That was that was a little bit in. That was yeah. a little bit in. But yeah. that that was hysterical too. But um, I don't remember the movie was. But we just had a great time. We were inseparable after mm-hmm. that. So your first impression was positive. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Now were you both in the same kind of shows at Seneca City? Well, Angela was on the stages there. I was running the training center. Okay. And I had done touring company and done a bunch of other stuff. I've been at Second City since I was fifteen. Right. So it was just you know like. But we were immediately inseparable. So there was. Have, did you ever compete for roles or anything like that early no. on in your? No, we do. We do audition for the same thing. Well, well, yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah, now you do. Now but, we do. Yeah. Um, but we usually talk them like he's just not that into that was for one person. Right, because you, um, you, you guys appear as talking heads in that. In that yeah, we're sitting on this bench, and so we literally. Talk them into it. They're really the casting people are great, but we were like, "Would you let us do it?" Well, it's like when you guys did the mask game. It's (laughs) like you have to both be there. So much fun. We'll have to bring you back. We'll have to bring you back. I love being Dawn. I think there's. I think there's got to be something. Another character you guys can be that's more like with it, like two of the housewives or Mimi and who do I want to be? Phaedra, maybe. I don't know. We'll think about it. But it's going to happen. It's got to happen. I know, right? Yeah. That show is hysterical. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Well, you're going like, to come back. Why, we need this on TV. Thank yes. you. Well, I don't, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like, it, it's such a no-brainer, funny, hysterical show. Yeah. Like, and she has so many great people who are in it. I well, just, thank you. Um, we're totally we're working on, I'm working on developing with uh, a producer who's established, a friend of mine, uh, 
something that's like it, but different enough to not get us sued. So right. hopefully, oh, that, yeah, we'll see. Kind of well, it's the match game. Although but RuPaul but does it. Yeah. Although we did it first. So yeah, you did it. Yeah. Oh. Well, well, I, I, love, I love RuPaul, but you're come on, let's keep it real. But that's one thing. If you're going to have a show where celebrities lip sync, can we please have a show where somebody actually does something? There you go. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. that, you know, Mismatch has been kind of like the waiting for Guffman of mm-hmm. stuff, because there's always like a producer that's supposed to come, yeah. and then they oh, have a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I'm going to let that shit go, and I'm I just going to enjoy this for what it is. Right, so. right. But anyway, um, it was fun, fun, fun having you guys there. What's the biggest fight you ever got in? With each other or yeah. somebody else? With each other. Have you ever thrown down with each other or just not spoken for a few we days? Dis- we disagree. We have, we've disagreed. But we don't have, I think... Well, this is the thing. Because... It's hard to answer that question because when you say fight, I think of people being like, ah, you know, interactable yeah. and loud and blah, and all that. And that's not kind of how either of us really are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, we've gotten, had discussions where we both got, were very, felt very strongly and didn't really want to change our mind about it or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then you have to do one of those, okay, you know what, why don't we, like, sleep on it? Yeah. And see how we feel about it tomorrow. Yeah. Or sometimes, but we have different ways of dealing with conflict. And I think. Yes. You and, you and she have different yeah, ways of dealing with Yeah, I mean, and, but, I mean, in terms of how we deal with conflict in our relationship, yes. how yes. I see other people deal with it in right. their relationships. Like, when we, we have this game that we play, and it's actually <laughs> really helpful. Um, we've been writing a book on friendship, is one of the things we talk about. I think you it. should. Yeah. It's really helpful. If there's something you need to say to your friend, but you're afraid they won't be able to hear it, yeah. and you think they need to hear it, yeah. we do this. I'll call her, or, or she'll call me up, we do it to each other, and, be, and I'll be like, hey, uh, Francis, can I talk to the Francis who does yoga and meditates, you know, just got done with her, you know, four morning pages, yeah. and she's going to go jog and donate her time later to some, like, Ethiopian kids or and something. And make Dennis a cake. Yeah, right, right. Right. Because right. I talk to her like, for a minute, the one who's open to change and growth, and she'll be like, okay, okay. Yeah, and I go, okay, let me go get her. Let me get her. She's, 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 have to do that because you have to prepare for exactly. whatever's coming your way. And you're just like, oh, hey, sorry, hey, I just, I was just getting some potable water to yeah. some um, of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, could we be on time from now on? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can just try to get that. That's one way yeah. that we deal with. Now, who that. do? You, which Angela do you ask for? The Angela that that does. Um, I know the patient. Yeah. Caring. The one who yeah. can't get angry. The one who doesn't get angry. Yeah. <laughs> who just can't. Who won't fly up Because the Angela that I call is like you know. Shining skulls from her kill last yeah. night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so we have, we have this joke that like you know your cave. You're supposed to go into your cave. Yeah. We don't remember where our caves, caves are. are. Like we, we got so far away from our cave. No. Like gone. Oh, you guys were a partnership before. Are you married as well? No. No. Okay. You're married, Francis. Mm-hmm. Were you? Who came first, Angela or your husband? The husband came one year before Angela. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And how did that? Like this is a very close relationship, it friendship, is. and work-wise. It and is. how does that work when you're also married and you have a man? It works just fine because, you know what, what's wonderful is is that my husband's very, I'm very lucky. He's super cool. I met him yeah. on the way in. Yeah. He's Couldn't very have been nicer. supportive. Yeah. He gets it. He right. gets the travel. He gets that there's time when you're not working. He gets times when you're super busy. Right. We have a nine-year-old daughter. He's yeah. very supportive and, you know, he combs hair. He does right. all those things. And then with Angela... Here's the thing. I love both of them. There's no reason. You know, like, I think that sometimes in some relationships people get jealous of each other. Right. But there's no reason for that. No. She loves Can I friends. be in the mix? 
Yeah, can I move? Yeah. Do you have for a fourth? Okay, yeah. good. I mean, I love it. It's, it's a safe place. It yeah. is a safe place. And a funny place. <laughs> Tom's like a brother. Yeah. Like, I just, we just tease each other, and it's not... Now, when you're navigating the ups and downs of the business, the no's, the we don't do zombie movies, mm-hmm. does it help to have a partner in crime? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because if one person takes it really hard, the other one's a little more zen or whatever. And also, we can be like, we can check in. Like, have you ever had this happened to you at a meeting? You walk out of that meeting thinking, this happened to us recently. Mm-hmm. We walked out of a meeting with an agent thinking, she liked us, right? She yeah. thought we were nice and funny and cool, but didn't really, I mean, I think she literally said, I don't think there's anything I can really do for you. I don't think this is right. a place for you guys. Right. So we both, we did we walked out and I was like, "Is that what you heard?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah that's what I heard." So we kind of like let it go. And then we get a call, you know, a call or an email from this woman, and she's like, "Where have you gone? I really want you in here. We're so desperate to have you guys." And but we're able because I'm able then to go, "Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, did I have a stroke, or did she, or did she not?" Yeah, I, say. I, I immediately <laughs> Angela, and I was like, "I know." <laughs> We both walked away. So it helps to be able to say somebody. I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not crazy. And or, you know, well, what did you think of this? I think of this. I did this. Or sometimes yeah. you don't notice something and the other person, person does. does. You know? Like, and so I can be like, did you notice that he kept, like, looking at his phone? Or yeah. You know what I mean? Just little stuff like that. Also, we like to gossip. Right. So it makes that a lot smoother when we're yes. both involved. Yeah. I, actually, I was explaining that to somebody. I said, you know, the great thing about working with your best friend is, is that, see, if you call, if you go to work and some bag goes down or something crazy happens at work, you have to wait till you get home yeah. before you can call your friend and be like, girl, let me tell you what happened. Right. But not, we can do that like immediately and be like, girl, did you see that? Yeah. We have this thing called safe space. Yeah. I love learn, safe space. That's a learn, chapter in the book. Yes. Mm-hmm. How does safe space work? We got busted once complaining about a show in the bathroom. Oh shit! And the woman, like nine five. Woman, mm-hmm. dude, and she over. We, there was a vent that went outside. Oh shit! And so she and here's the thing: we're we're a little drunk. We're being way more passionate about it than was we it actually. A stage show? Yeah, it was a stand-up show. Stand-up show. Okay. It was like a stand-up show. And like we're, you know, we didn't care really. But you know, when you're complaining, you're afraid yeah. to just be heightened, whatever. By the time we were done with our complaints, I think they were basically the worst thing that ever had happened. You know. But right. in our defense, some racist. It was racist. Yeah, there was, went down. There was saying there was some racist crap. Yeah, that must yeah. be. That must not be fun. <laughs> no. And then you're fun. next. So that's why we were in the bathroom complaining. Because right. also, not only is it offensive, but everyone in the audience is looking around. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because we were, in fact, I believe the only, only visibly black, black people. It's there. that moment too. In addition to the offensiveness, mm-hmm. it's just a whole. <laughs> well, I would say in comedy, right. stress because this is why I love Kathy Griffin. Because when she this podcast is over, one of the things I've never met. One of the things I love is that and oh, something's wrong with the tape. I look I like I've got like I'm look at the time. What I'm kidding. No, but just the idea that like <laughs> I've heard all these comedians called um, courageous for doing this avant-garde act, right. but they're doing it for people just like that. Mm-hmm. So when a white guy gets up on stage at what was that place? It's El Cid or whatever yeah. for a, like the, for an alternative comedy night, right. and he does a completely racist set um, about black people and there are only two black people in the back of the room he probably didn't even know and everybody else is just like him how is that courageous like when she went to the Apollo I'm like do your material in front of the black audience that's right, right. When, see because we can do our material in front of anyone right mm-hmm. I don't care who it is we can do our material so right. that's my issue like that Bob that bothered me but that night we so didn't really care that much but this woman overheard it and she was 
Devastated. Come on, she's crying, devastated. She felt so bad. Was she like the host? Yeah, she's she a really lovely woman. And, and she, like, she wasn't the comic that. No, you know. no, no. She doesn't even do stand up, I don't think. Yeah. So, li- literally after that, we're like, from now on, not till we get to the car. Yeah. yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah. I mean, not one word. We go, and you're, you're like, we're walking to the car. Wait until you get to the car. Wait till you get to the car. Just wait like your mom. Wait till you get to the car. And you yeah. can't talk about anything else because that's all you can think about is the thing you can't talk about. Talking about comedy and racism and things like that, I've observed people that I know, white people, who love to push the edge of that, mm-hmm. and I don't get it. Yeah. Like they, they, they die. They secretly are dying to say the n word. I don't yes. know why. Yes. Like I don't I get, get that. I think you. But have, do you know? Do you know the kind of people yes, I'm absolutely. talking about? I don't get There's it. like a tee, and I don't know what their hearts are mm-hmm. or whatever. But they kind of get, get off it on the danger of it, or maybe they don't like being told that they can't say it's whatever so it is. It's so petulant. Like, I don't... I, I don't understand I don't it, but, it it's a, but it's a little tee-hee-heeness that I see yeah. in certain people, and it bugs me. It drives me. And I, it I bugs like the it. shit out of me. I don't like it either. So I'm like... Because when somebody... Get, they go off on, like, PC language, and, you know, it's not fair that I should have to, you know, watch my speech all the time. I go, okay, first of all, what you, what is it in your day-to-day life that you can't communicate without saying the N-word? Yeah. What's going on in your day-to-day life? You're like, I wish I could explain this, but I you can't what? tell I, you on your I wanted to say it so badly on Tuesday, and, and I, I couldn't do it. So nobody understood me like all day. Like, it's really <laughs> handicapping their life that they can't. Exactly. Like I they, can't call you a bitch at yeah. work? Mm-hmm. Oh, how am I supposed to explain things to you? Mm-hmm. I can't. Like, it doesn't make any sense It's crazy. It's like, it's just common decency, dude. Be polite. This is what I kind of like what's happening in the world you know some 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 bit with the social shaming and what have you yeah is that all of a sudden we've all said no more you know it's you, enough you, it's enough you know if you get caught you know posting some crazy stuff homophobic racist thing we are going to shame you you're going to get shamed so badly you will close that, your accounts. That, yes, you'll close your accounts. Your boss is going to fire you. You're going to move. Know. You're going to move. Yeah. And all of your future generations are embarrassed. Right. That's oh, a lot. I, I recently took a woman's post and um, emailed it to her employers. Wow. What was the post about? It was racist as all get out. It was this woman was complaining about um, working in a hotel. And um, she was doing something. She was, she was cleaning out bird shit from a cage at an expensive hotel mm-hmm. and she saw a black woman nicely dressed, dressed this is what she says in her post right dressed up and taking a picture of a Rolls Royce and she was like oh well what did she say she went off she was like uh, you know it must be so hard for her to live her life with me and all my white privilege yes. here I am with all my white privilege cleaning up bird shit while she takes a picture of a Rolls Royce at this very expensive hotel that I have to work at my white privilege oh I get a lot out of being white I sure do like this rant like that and I was like I wish that bitch was in front of me right now I wish that bitch was in front of me right now it's the most ignorant racist thing I'd ever read it's like let me get this straight hundreds of white people walk in and out of this hotel all day but the first time you have a problem is one black woman standing there who may not even be a guest there who may yeah. be working yeah. here who doesn't even own the car taking a picture but the idea that you have to work while a black person is ostensibly not having to right. that offended her that offended her so much she, she went off it. on Facebook yeah. about it yeah. and I went Copy mail to your to that hotel. I was like, this will make me not come into your hotel. Wow. Did you get a response? Yes, I did. 
Wow, what kind of response? response was, we're very, thank you for bringing this to our attention. This is not the attitude we want our employees to be uh, portraying about it. Because she says the whole, she says where she worked in, yeah. the, in the post. Yeah. And I was like, if you're going to do that, that's on you. That yeah. should be, that could be that, and also Idiot of the Week, another yeah. feature you guys used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, said we do it with us a podcast now. Oh, awesome, Idiot of the Week. Mm-hmm. I yes. love it. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. When you, iTunes, find it, iTunes. I don't think we're putting it up on iTunes. Not not really. We need to do We need to start doing that. Thanks, thanks, Dennis. Oh, shit. Well, how do you find it? Well, you can go to Franchwood.com. You can go yeah. on YouTube and find oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, we have so you talk, you, you shoot, uh, you do video, too. Yes, awesome. yes. And you can go to our Facebook page at Franchwood yeah. Duo. Can I tell you something that happened to me when I was in college? Mm-hmm. On this very topic. And it was so eye-opening and shocking. We were, I was in a speech class, mm-hmm. an oral interp class. Mm-hmm. And we were all assigned to do a piece by an author of a different race or mm-hmm. different ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that movie, A Soldier Story. Oh, yes. And I, I really liked I like. I really liked it. I had <laughs> seen it, and I knew it was a play. Yes. So I did some kind of cutting from it. I don't even remember what it was about, mm-hmm. but that play has, has to do with how black people relate to other black people. Yes. And there were some black people in the class, and afterwards it turned into, like, an hour-long discussion. Mm-hmm. I remember sobbing. Hmm. No, but you know, the, you hmm. don't get it. You don't hmm. quite know, you know, and I, I still can remember, like, what that day was like and yeah. how... Um, what made you sob? Was, was because I, my insensitivity or that I didn't get it, mm-hmm. that they were really bothered, and mm-hmm. I didn't get defensive about, mm-hmm. well, that was, mm-hmm. you know, I could have picked anything, but I just, it was the thing that I thought was, yeah. I had just seen it, and I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. And, well, what you was know. insensitive about you doing it to people? Like, I think it, I think it was because it was about the way blacks relate to other blacks. Mm-hmm. I, you know what, I, I don't think it was the language necessarily, right. but I think it was... I don't even remember the story very well, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think it was... It's inter- about internalized racism. Yeah, yeah I just... I, you know, and, I and for a white guy, a 19-year-old white guy, to get up there and, ladies and gentlemen, a soldier. Right. Well, <laughs> absolutely, you should do that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what? I think at the end of it, we yeah. talked it out and the teacher was there. Right. And I mean, that, the assignment was to try to yeah. broaden yeah. horizons, but it was... And I'm sure it was upsetting to them, too. I don't too. want to always play slaves. I would yeah. really like to get to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to always play, you know, the stereotype roles that have been granted to me through, because of our history in this country yeah. and because of people's prejudice. So I would really like one day to play, you know, maybe Macbeth or something. So can we let, like, seriously? Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? It was I'm just, not, we're not, you know, you're, this is the thing about life. Somebody's always, there's always a possibility of somebody being offended. Yeah. And I don't think the fact that that person is black makes their level of offense, offendedness more right. valuable, necessarily. Yeah. Um, um, the whole point is, you got to look at people's intentions, yeah. I believe. And I think most of the time, you can tell when somebody's intention yes. is maybe perhaps a little, like, they got their little uh, ahead, of them, ahead of themselves, that, or yeah. they didn't understand the full implications, but their intentions are good. You know, right. their intentions are positive. They are not a racist person trying to embarrass or humiliate anyone. Right. But and it was intense. I do remember that. Yeah. Really... And then, you know what? And it's always in those environments, especially at school, because, you know, you got to come back. You have to go to school with these people. Right. You have to sit next to each other. It's always, and you know, that, that day that day when when the race discussion happens in every class. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, oh, you know what? The thing, about, I think the thing that was, I was so blindsided by yes. it. That's mm-hmm. it. That, my own naivete that I didn't quite think it through. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Well, it sounds like you did, like you you took the assignment seriously. Yeah, like, I'm gonna broaden my. This is and mm-hmm. it, it's a really powerful, interesting story. And I think here's my thing: is I think every group has this issue in my minority groups. We don't like to talk out of school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's like it's like this veil of like I think like Madoff. That's part of an issue with him. That like people are like, here's this man who everybody was giving their money to, who donated all these money and all these wonderful charities, right? You know, Jewish charities and about and yes. and all this, and he's a horrible crook, and it just felt like such a betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we all, when we're dealing with people who feel like they've betrayed us in some way, mm-hmm. I don't feel the way about OJ, but I guess somebody did. Yeah. Um, like, do you know what I mean? Like, people end up backing these people, and, and it feels like we're talking out of school. We want, we don't want to put that face forward to the good white folks, right? You know, it, it, that's what it always feels like a little bit mm-hmm. to me, kind of old school yeah. NAACP. Right, right, right. You know, sure. <laughs> like right, right. we don't let the white people see our mm-hmm. how do we treat each other. But right. I actually think that's important. Yeah. Now talking about like characters and wanting to play are there certain things that you see in scripts where you're like I'm not even going to go in on that yes because you guys have a great personality and you're yes. quote you're sassy if I may use the yes, word yes, do you know what I mean we're sassy and fun but is there certain things where you I know, just that's no yeah. we have gotten to the point now especially you know we are of an age where everything that gets offered to you is not for you and I feel wonderful and proud to be able to say that. You know, I am not so hungry that, you know, or desperate that I will do whatever somebody asks me to do. And especially in reality TV, there is an opportunity to debase yourself to a level that is amazing. Well, you guys did that show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Absolutely. What year was that? I, the year of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. And you hated yeah. it. I remember. We don't have decision to. I've ever made. Yeah. Like, seriously. I, I did learn a lot. Like, when somebody shows you 30 seconds of a, a tape mm-hmm. of people parasailing, ask a few more questions. <laughs> yes. We never went no goddamn parasailing. No, no, you were on there with, like, Melissa Rivers and. No, no. it was. Um, it was um, Heidi and Spencer. Okay. John did they do Sally. more than two years of that? Did they, they do? They have done. They did. No. ABC did it uh, okay. first, and then years later, and that might have been Melissa Rivers, and then, okay. then and, and, but that was it for yes. our NBC. They didn't do another season, and then they did some more national. Yeah, because yeah. it's all been there for years. Yeah. It's all it hasn't gone off the air. There but I think they did. One yes. in the UK. yeah, but it's the same people. But the worst. Um, but it was just at different networks. But they did not do it again in America because it's a bad idea. The worst. It <laughs> was the worst experience ever. Oh my um, god! There, I mean, there was a few moments, but I would trade them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would. What's the, what's the best thing that came out of it? Did anything good come out of it? That what we were just talking about, learning to say no. Yeah. That yeah. every project is not for you. Yeah. You don't have to. You know what? It sounds good, even if the money sounds good. When, what you I very learned, quickly realized, the yes. money is not everything. When you're being hunted by howler monkeys and jaguars, yeah. you know what? Mm. I was fine without I this. Was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe we didn't. You know, I had to get an extra gig or something. Mm. It wasn't that bad. Yes. You know, now that I'm covered in you know mosquito bites, that because I'm allergic to everything. Oh, sure. So it was, it was like a hor- physically and emotionally, it was just a horrible. Effort. How long was the whole ordeal? Two weeks. We were in the jungle for like a week. Yeah. But they like kept you. Days. Yeah, they yeah. kept you in this hotel so you never knew when you were going. Yeah. But like, okay, like the people were very, except for, you know, the obvious people. Like Lou Diamond Phillips is an awesomely lovely man. Um, you know, John Sally, great, fun guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty? Pat, no, why would, I'm talking about people I like. Oh, okay. Um, um, Patty, Patty, you know, Blagojevich. Patty Blagojevich. Oh, Patty Blagojevich, yes. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of, what's her name? 
Super Mario. Oh, Janice Dickens. Dickens. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was hard. Yeah. I got that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's but she's actually, I mean, she's crazy, but whatever. You know. Once you get away from her, it's easier. Yeah. But uh, 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 Patty Bogoyevich was great. Um, the Baldwins. Yes. The Baldwin brothers, Danny and Stephen. Yeah. Stephen. Well, you know, you have not lived until Stephen Baldwin has washed your panties and hung them out to dry. That might be the title of this podcast. That's yes. exactly. I always call it quote. Tell me like this. Yeah. He was like, he took your can't see what I'm doing, but yeah. daintily was taking all, because he had done the laundry for yeah. was putting and like clip, trying to clip people's panties. Wow. Um, He's just a really great, lovely man. Mm-hmm. Um, and when his brother came, it was so awesome because he pulled Francis and I aside and he was like, um, I'm scared. <laughs> He's like, my brother's really crazy. And then so then he started telling us these stories. Oh my God. Uh, they, they did about growing up and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, so Kevin's like, well, we, uh, he's like, oh, we had this fun game called, uh, and I don't even know what they had. The name was basically what they did, which yeah. was like, wrap him up in a carpet, put it in the bathtub, and then fill the bathtub with water. And I was like, that's, that's how people kill wow. people. That's yeah. not a game. That's yeah. not and then a game. they played that game, throw them out the window. window. Yeah. yeah. That's a good game. I love <laughs> that's that. Game, so. That's a good game. There's some cool things like that, but overall, what we learned is like, if every page of a contract says you could die, they mean it. Yeah. Yeah. God almighty, crazy. Bangin' Crazy, crazy. Now, the name Frangela. Mm-hmm. You guys, did you do that before Brangelina, before way Bad Fur? You were really on the cutting edge way of that. Way before, way before, way so before. So biting off our stuff. And yeah. we did it because, literally, people would get us confused. And they yeah. never, we were always together, and they didn't know which one we were. They'd be like, which one are you? You're Francis and Angie. Angie Fran, Angie Fran, Frangela, Frangela. So we were like, just, just call us Frangela. And so when one of you's out by yourself, will people say, hey, Frangela? Well, absolutely. Yeah, and it's all good. Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't care if you call me Francis and she doesn't care if you call her Angela. And we don't, you know what I mean? Like, yes. we just, it's, it doesn't matter. This is such a safe place. This <laughs> is such a safe matter. place. Okay. <laughs> it really kills me, too, when people are like, can we call you? Because they'll call us the girls a lot. Yeah. They're like, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know? We're the girls. We're the girls. You know? What was the gig that really sort of changed the game for you guys? Was it Best Week Ever? Because that's when you first came on my radar. Yes, Best Week Ever. I would say we had a great animated show on Oxygen and BET for like five years. Yeah. And it was really, really popular. But I would say best week ever. You know, I I really wanted us to be on there. And I I was I kept begging and begging and begging this agent we had at the time. And he didn't feel that we were ready. He really he would not submit us. That's so crazy. So then a friend of ours, we have this wonderful producer woman named Wendy Miller who deserves all the credit in the world. Yes. She had a friend who was filling in producing and she ended up producing there more permanently at Best Week Ever and she like basically forced this woman to take our tape, right? And watch it. And so that's how we got in. And, that, and so that, you know, your first time you go, it's like your audition and then whatever. They keep calling you. Yeah. So in that literally, but our agent kept telling us no. Yeah. That's so, did you get rid of him? Oh, yes. yeah. Well, yeah. he, well, he quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he became a, a manager. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, this is, this motherfucker, let me tell you something that uh. says, like, this motherfucker, this is one of those people who, God bless his little heart. Because if I catch him alone, <laughs> he's gonna need those prayers. This this person literally tried to suggest he stopped being our age, everybody's agent, right? Yeah. But then we got a gig going someplace that was kind of a big deal. So he sent he had a lawyer send a letter to us suggesting that it was his idea that we be Frangela and that yeah. that he was gonna sue us. And because cra- all crazy, of course, we had never met. You know, we knew each other years before we ever met him. Our lawyer, what I loved about her, our, one of the things I love about our lawyer, our huge letter, right? Four pages, all this legal, this and that and whatever. Our, our lawyer wrote back, bring it on. Wow. And he, and he told us, he's like, I'm not going to charge you for this if they sue. 
Because mm-hmm. like, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And that's how ridiculous. And that, you know, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. <laughs> but how yeah. do you, you know, what do you, how, you learn something, but what do you, how do you know someone's not going to be that crazy? Or like, is, it, is, it, is, is the you job to try to get a better feel when you meet people? You don't know. We've changed how we handle yeah, our, business. our business. One of the things for us, and maybe this doesn't work for everybody, but one of the things for us is we've realized to, to try to keep for, to, in our lies. It works better if we try to keep those relationships professional. And we don't, like, start hanging with our agents. You don't make start, them pay. Exactly. No. We no. don't start going over to their house or coming over to yeah. our house or having Thanksgiving together or whatever. It just right. it works yes. better if we keep it in that lane. And and that's hard for us because we're fun people. Yeah. And, so and, and, and fun. everybody wants to go out and have a drink and yeah. hang out and but we really and try not to do it anymore. And it's, we yeah. try not to do that. And then also... You know, it, we also try to, to do as much of our own business as possible. And it's really hard when you have a manager and who says, you know what, let me take care of your taxes. Let me, you know, handle yeah. your this. You know what, I, we had a manager who was handling somebody's a client's divorce. You wow. Know? But he, he really saw himself as a full service manager. And then when we walked away from him and we realized how many things didn't get done. Well, we knew it. You know, you knew it. You know, it's such an interesting thing in life to, like, even just, like, clean out your desk, right? Yeah. I remember one day cleaning out my desk and finding, like, list after list and letter after email after email that I print out of us asking these people to do certain things. Not, like, normal things. Like, could you submit our tape to this person? Yeah. Could you call this the person? The stuff that's the business right. stuff. And none of them, none of these things ever got done. Let's you play know? throw me out the window right now. Exactly. Like, please. I yeah, that's a better game. But meanwhile, it's like, <laughs> what cocktails are we having for Kitty Poker Night? Yeah. And that's all great, but it's like, I need you to do these other things. And so that's, I think for us that we found that if you are, you try to stay in the business line, you know, amicable, affable, friendly, lovely, all that, but also be really clear so that there's never confusion. Like, and that's a big thing for us now. It's like, our relationship is this. That Mm -hmm. means that you get money when I do these things, not these things. You know, our, you know, like just. Because you do a lot of hustling on your own, a lot of booking things. Now, you play a lot of colleges. Yes. What are those gigs like? They're fantastic. Yeah. There's so much Because here's the deal. When you're doing a college gig, it's, you get paid the same amount as if you were, if you were headlining at a club for a whole week. From like Thursday through Sunday, so you, you don't do any promotional work. No, you don't have to get up at five a.m. and do all the morning radio shows. You don't. It doesn't matter how many people show up. <laughs> you That's know? Amazing. Like, amazing. Two people can come. Wait, wait this one girl. I got a tip my yes. after. I forget what the school this was. This little black girl had somehow. I think she was the only person on the activities mm-hmm. council. Right. So she had them hire. She got the school to hire us to bring us in to improvise with her. Like there was like no, there yeah. were three people in the audience. Yeah. Like, no, all she wanted to do was sit around and improvise and play with us. And That's amazing. Got, and the check cleared. And the check. But I can tell you the, the like the professor or whatever mm. shows the uh, advisor. advisor was sitting in the audience and look at her face was like oh. I- now I see what just happened. Yeah. She wow. looks so like... Wah, wah. That, so I love that you do the college age. Do you guys go out there together and do stand-up? Or do yeah, you improv stand-up. or whatever? We do, yeah. do stand-up. Yeah. We have a whole hour-long act. I love it. And um, and that's fun. And you know what? And it's always fun to... It's kind of like hiding Easter eggs. If we can make the other person laugh in a place that... You know, say something, just throw something out crazy. Like, Angela gets me all the time, and I'll have water in my mouth, and I just spit it. Yeah. And, that is you our know, goal, is to say something the other one isn't expecting. Yeah. Right. You know, um, yes. just see how... <laughs> what have you observed about this generation of young people having Ooh. interacted around them? 
You need to get your retirement together. Get it together. Get it together. Make sure you have enough money to take care of you. Yes. And we may Shit. all have to move. That's another. I'm yeah. out the window again now. Yeah, I know. Because I'm like, because these, there's a lot of, while they are charming and lovely, lovely. I will say that, that, that overall, I feel like this is a group, a generation who, maybe because, um, you know, their parents felt like they didn't get enough nurturing or whatever, mm-hmm. at least in the colleges, they, they're not as good at, like, taking care of technical things. Like, everybody's like, I'm going to have my own business, not I'm going to get a job. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to... And when you go, well, what is that business? They go, you know, me, doing stuff, ideas, making things happen. Like, they don't really have necessarily always a plan. Mm-hmm. Or they're so focused on the jobby job that they, there's no... Like, very few people are taking humanities. Yes. You know, like, they... So... It's Hunger Games. Yeah, yes. yeah. They're, they're, they're taking things that they can get a job right after Because they see the writing on the yes. wall. And they, want to be, and they know about the debt situation. You know, they're already in debt, which I think is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I will also say they need hugs really bad. And really? Hugs. Yes. That breaks my heart. That's what I'm telling you. People are like, I'm just like, you don't understand how it breaks our heart. Mm-hmm. You get off stage and they will be like, can I get a, can I get a hug? Mm-hmm. And you just, all we do is, we're so Sweet. sick at the end of all yeah, these shows. Because they, why do they need hugs? Because because the world is, the world is stacked against them more than it's ever been. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it, it breaks your heart. They really, it's all they want. Yeah. And here's the other thing too. They, they are very sheltered. Yes. To be, you would think that you were, we were playing for like sophomores in high school because they're very, very sheltered. Like, we don't curse. Yeah. We don't, we, you know, we, we barely curse. Now, I am a person in life. In curse life. A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't do so much because now because I'm a kid. Yeah. But, like, but I, before on stage, I was an like, MF this, my this, that. Yeah. She it, said pussy once 47 times in a 45 minute show. I sure did. That's <laughs> somebody you, you can't. Oh, that's no, 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 no. Okay. I was in the audience did okay. <laughs> She had a little bit. There's an app for that. It's called Pussy Counter. But the thing is, is that they're very, very sheltered. Yeah. Um, we, you know, there's a sweetness to them, but it does, yes. it does worry you because you're like, you're about a lot, you know, you're 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. Are you ready? Because you you seem like you you need me to hug you, maybe make you a sandwich, cut off the crust. Right. Like they're a little sheltered, you know. We, and we, were, we were doing marriage equality uh, stuff in our show for years, and you know, and and it, you know, it was funny and fun, but it, I really felt like I'm introducing this topic to these people to in a real way to make them think about it. You know, like it wasn't really on their radar. They it, weren't thinking. Yes, that no, and they just me. sort of say no to like it's like things have been. This is my explanation for it. When we were growing up, even though we're all of us are twenty nine, but as when we were growing up, we had a lot less options in terms of our viewing pleasure, right? So there were like what three TV channels, and then a couple local ones, and I you know, we had Canadian TV in Detroit a little bit. Um, you couldn't even inspect right? And then those the fuzzy lines to try to see the porn, yeah. or whatever. And eventually HBO and stuff like that started to happen. But if you wanted to watch TV when I when I was a kid, you had to watch what was on. So. I have watched To Sir With Love. So, I have seen Gone with the Wind. So, I have seen these movies that are big cultural points of, you know, reference. Now, they don't have to do that. From the moment you're born now, you can streamline your interest mm-hmm. to never veer from the first thing you liked. Yeah. yeah. So, you never learn. Like, I know I, uh, I know a woman who's uh, 28 years old, and she loves to sing. And so, she was singing this song that, that, was at, that she thought was written by this woman who's a contemporary singer. I can't think of who it is at the moment. But it was actually, this woman was covering a song that was written by, you know, like, right. she and she had no idea. You know, this is, at the end of the day, I'm like, Aretha Franklin sang the song. And she literally went, who's that? 
Yeah. And stuff like that freaks you out. Because you yeah. feel like, I feel like as an American of any age, you American. should know that. You right. know? Yes. But they don't, ha- they literally now, the, I go to iTunes, it tells me what else I'll like. I go to this, it tells me on my cable, what else will I like. Yeah. And Netflix, I never go yes. outside of that. Will yeah. we'll email me and tell me, you know what, we think you'll like this show. Yeah. And, you know, to have my taste catered to. So that I don't expand. Yeah, I don't expand, I don't explore. You know, and that's one of the reasons, what amazes people, and we, we've worked on the same kind of shows before, yeah. together, is how much, even, and I think, I'm just going to say for two black women, how much popular culture we know. Well, nobody expects us to be sci-fi fans. or You know, it's all that kind of stuff, you know. Right. I'm sure you go through the same thing. Like, you've been in a commentary situation where people are, blown, I'm sure, blown away by you knowing something or being a fan of something. They wouldn't have given, they would have just, on face surface value, thought, oh, you won't know about that. A yeah. lot of people are surprised that I know about Xanadu. You're right. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, I would think you know about Xanadu. Of course. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of, like, if there's some, like, secret. Like, if you're really into particle physics or something. Yeah. Like, you know, yes. like, what? I totally yeah, I'm really into particles. That's what I've heard. No. But, like, they don't, like, people have looked at us like, I studied history. Right. You know? Like, neither, she studied business and sociology. Yeah. yeah. So neither of us studied acting or theater, you know, in, in college. So it's one of those things where, like, when people, I remember one day we were someplace and somebody said lugubrious and, I, and then somebody was like, what does that mean? I was like, overly sor- like sad, sorrowful, mournful, you know? Yeah. And everybody went, I'm like, they let us read now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like I had access to a thesaurus. Like, it's not that, like, or people, this, I will tell you, one of the crappiest experiences we've ever had hmm. is um, Boondocks. Oh, yeah. The animated series. Yeah. yeah. Aaron McGruder was shittier to us than I think, there's only one other person who's been that shitty. Uh-huh. Um, that's was he Al the creator? Um, yes. And Al Roker was shitty. Okay. Oh, my God, he's horrible. Uh, let's go one and, let's go one and two. Let's mm-hmm. go in that order. So, Aaron. Aaron McGruder, where you get, this is a callback. Yeah? To be voices on the boondocks, which we were surprised by, because, of course, they usually hire famous people, and they did. Right. Yeah. Ultimately. But we're sitting in a lot in the waiting area, just talking in this hallway, and Aaron McGruder comes out and says, and it was like the week that, it was the second Matrix, right? Yes. The week, this, the second Matrix was coming out in like a week or something. And he says to no one, there's like five or six people in the hall, but kind of to everybody, he mm-hmm. says, when is, when does the Matrix come out? And Francis answered him. I said like Tuesday. And he went, like you would know. Yeah. Wow. Black too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe he needs to see my reading from college. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. And so we're kind of like, uh... And he, and he goes, I'm at what date? And, and she was, you go, we're blown a little bit by the moment, right? So she's like, oh, I think, like, I think it's the seventh. I don't really know. Yeah. She's like, we're, we really like the Matrix. He was like, whatever. And then he just started fawning over this half-naked girl mm-hmm. who was um, auditioning. That was like the, and then, you know, when, when you went in the room, they were the shittiest group of people ever. There were two scenes. I, don't, I, I love talking to high school about this one. There were two yeah. scenes to read. I read the first one, and then I swear to God, I thought I had a mini stroke because nobody even blinked or moved. So I get through it, I look at them, and nobody moves. Nobody says a word. They're just silently staring at me, and I went, Okay, I'm having a moment. Are we here? Like, what are we? I can go. Do you want this other scene? Because I'm feeling like I'm done. Yeah. And they were like, You continue to just stare at me. I was like, Okay, well, I'm going to go. That's <laughs> horrible. They were horrible. They were and horrible. you both were there. You both Yeah, you both yeah. auditioned, but um and they ended up using talented people who you'd already heard of. Wow. You know. Uh Al Roker, go. Um, we were doing the Today Show, a spot, and uh and they invited us. Yes. And it was like New Year's Day or I don't know what it something was. Something like that. But 
you know, and we had done a couple things for them, and we were so excited to meet Al Roker. Yes. And he was just pure crap. He, he wouldn't look at, look at us. us. He wouldn't talk to we us. Wouldn't we tried to say hello. He wouldn't say hello. No. He only spoke to us when the camera was on, and then he asked us the same question three times. Yeah. Like, and, like, really, like, destroyed the moment. It was just a pop culture thing. Yeah. And literally, I think he said, tell me about, I'm just going to make this up, so I don't remember, you know, tell me about Lindsay Lohan. And we answered, and whatever, he went, tell me about Lindsay Lohan. And we're like, more? Okay. Like, and yeah. would not speak to us. We're like, thank you very much. He's like, could you, I need to go. Are we ready for the net? Like, wouldn't look at us. Yeah. Why can't everyone be Meredith Vieira? I know. Don't you feel like she would be cool? She's Meryl Streep. She was wonderful to us. Yes. yes. She was Meryl Streep was wonderful? Yes, yeah, she hugged us. Where did you meet Meryl Streep? At Radio City Music. Hall. It was the best gig oh ever. Oh my God. Yes. Best gig ever. I mean, we were so geeked the entire time. Mm-hmm. Somehow, this is how we get gigs. Somebody cancels really late. Right. <laughs> and then everybody goes, we need, or it's not funny. And somebody goes, we need something funny, but it's really late in the game, or we don't know who we can get. And some intern or some, you know, best week ever lover, you know what I mean? Yeah. But usually it's the, the, like, the, the person, the lowest person on the mm-hmm. totem pole goes, I like Angela. And they go, all right, I'll give them a shot. And then we get this amazing. So we got to perform in the National Women History Museums. Uh, it was like an honor, uh, a, ga- a gala where they're honoring all these women. Mm-hmm. And all these, like, you know, Meryl Streep, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, all these people are there. It's huge, mm-hmm. huge star event. And we did a bit that we wrote for it, which was hysterical. Mm-hmm. And we got, you can hear, I, I watch it on days when I'm not feeling... Is that on YouTube? Um, I think we have a private thing of it, but I can send it to you. I can put it up. Okay. Um, But you can hear Meryl Streep laughing at it. Um, And so when we came up, we were so geeked to just be at Radio City on stage. Of course. The whole, like, it's amazing. Amazing. The dust were like, oh, this air is The dust of the people. The theater darkness of us was out of control, right? Yeah, it's amazing. So we get off stage, Meryl Streep is standing there crying and laughing. She's like, I love you. You're so funny. I want you everywhere with me. And I was like, you can kill me right now. Now. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And That's then so she did, cool. we did another award thing for them with her, and she was there. She said that this is the thing. She walks in, she by herself, carrying her purse, carrying her speech. She's got her assistants and people with her, but they're out there. She comes backstage. She, we all hang out and talk. She talks to my mom for a few minutes. No issue or problem. Yeah. You know? Normal. Street. Normal. Normal. Street can treat me like crap. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'd be okay with it. But she's the nicest, loveliest woman. And you had two Meryl encounters. Yes, we did. That's from amazing. The yes. yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, you chose a bunch of random questions from the observation yes. deck. Yes. So, um, why don't you start with yours, Angela? And you can um, chime in. Okay. Um, um, okay, I had described my most unfortunate haircut. Yeah. I went through a, a phase where I was desperate to be um, uh, white trash. And so I okay. um, had a mullet. You had a mullet. Had did a you know her? No, I did I not know her. I was like I 12 okay. years old. Okay. I mean, my favorite band was Boston. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I had a mullet. And okay. like the pictures are so, so it was feathered on the side. Yeah. And then this little like snake tail kind of, it was, it, but I look back, I'm like, why did people let this happen? It's so weird because there's so many cute pictures of us from the past mm-hmm. and the hair fucks it up. Yeah. The hair, I would yeah. post that shit or try to turn it into oh. something or something, but you're like, I can't abide the hair. Yeah. yeah. I had a Della Reese moment too. Okay. Try two hairstyles All right. on the same head. Okay, don't work. All right, what do you got for a question? Who's the most famous person you've ever been in the elevator with? Okay, this goes back to Radio City Music yes, Hall. This is so bad. We are trying to take a picture in the elevator of us with the sign in back of us, right? Yeah. And the elevator doors open up, and it's Clint Black. Wow. Right? And he goes, Angela, and like we go, 
Quack, quack. She goes, <laughs> you want me to take that picture for you? He said, sure. I was like, you guys are always together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he takes the picture for us, the L- and we say goodbye to Hercules, and then we and then we look at each other and we go, oh, we should have had him in the picture. Him in the picture. The stories that he took a picture of us. Yeah. Who's been your most surprising fan? Somebody like Clint Black is a little bit of a surprise to me that he knows you from Beat Best or whatever. You realize now that he tours like we do. Yes. He watch on. He's in a hotel room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Who's our most surprising? Fan. That's I'm trying to think. Well, I was surprised. I will tell you this. I'm always surprised how many people know us from our radio show. Yeah, because we had a weekend radio local AM radio show Saturday and Sunday. The worst time. Stephanie Miller on that whole channel, right? Yeah, yeah. We're on the weekend Saturday, like. And I'll tell you that when we were in the jungle in Costa Rica, crew crew wasn't supposed to talk to you. Every like every day, some crew member would be like. I love your radio show. That's cool. Like, and I mean, people that gets who, you through the mosquitoes a little bit. Exactly. People who like we've done all these other things, but what do they love? Yeah. Like we know Adam McKay from Second City, but Francis yeah. talked to him not that long ago, and he literally goes, "God, I miss your radio show. I really love your radio show." And I was That's like, cool. Really? He's the big producer, yeah, director guy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, awesome. how how do people even know about? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Take another question. Oh, um, well, I want to ask you for this. What do your friends worry about with you? Oh, I don't... Uh, what do you worry about with me, and I'll tell you what I worry about with you. I, I worry about you killing somebody one day. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's I think, likely. I think, <laughs> I say, my mother's like, don't joke. I'm like, I anticipate this happening. I know you say um, it. I say it all the time. I, my thing is, like, I know I'm going to kill one person justifiably. Legally. Okay. Maybe not okay. morally, but legally justifiably. Right. Okay. And so sometimes when I meet new people, I look at them, and I'm like, is it you? It might be you. Yeah. Oh, Roker. Are you the person I'm going to kill? Okay. Okay. I just wonder to myself. Okay. What I worry about most with Francis, mm. let me think, is Francis, this is the thing that people don't understand when they, with Francis, is one day she might go completely crazy. Yeah. She might have just, she's very patient, she's Buddhist, she's very calm, but something, you know, when that jar gets full, <laughs> and I do believe that if Francis went crazy, she would take off all her clothes and just start walking. I would. You I would. pull a <laughs> Martin Lawrence or whoever <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I'd be like Kane and Kung Fu. Naked. And that uh, she has promised me at some point in the future as a gift, one day we're at a meeting yes. or something that I at least expect that she will throw over the table. Yes. Oh, big she'll pull a real housewife yes. moment. Yeah. <laughs> you prostitution whore. Yes. I love it. Yes. What if you guys, have you ever been offered the chance to play lesbian lovers? What? Remember we had that audition? We sure did. I don't they but they were laughing the whole time. Like they, couldn't, I know. they couldn't even and we were trying so hard. And it was no. just and I was trying to stroke her face. We were trying no. to make <laughs> they're saying they're going the writer, right? And the people are like <laughs> And we're like, You can't we can't look. We're trying. Yes. We are really trying. That's crazy. But people do think that we're a couple. Yeah. A You're a hot that. couple. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. All right. All right, who else what else you got? Um, uh, what's your favorite souvenir from a job? Yeah. My husband. I that's, like that. That's good. That's a good one. Was yeah. it from Second City? From Second, Second City. City. Right. That's right. Yeah. You, you know, you hear of Second City, UCB, Groundlings. What's the Second City thing? What's the thing about Second paid. City? <laughs> yeah. We get paid. That's the big difference. <laughs> when you see tours and shows. No, 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 yeah, right. Their companies, they pay their actors. So yeah. that's yeah. the first difference. Yeah. That's a huge get, difference. Yeah, I was able to get in the unions because of it. I got an actor's equity, which at that time could got me into SAG. And got, yeah. So it's a very big difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then basically also Second City creates their material. They write a show. So they they u- utilize improvisation. They write a show, a two-act show, and then 
after that show, after that show, the, it's the third act is an improvised set, and that's free, and that's um, free. It's just oh, that. okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's and, and the biggest. I would say the biggest thing is Second City is social political satire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is not just improvising for improv, improv, improvising right. sake, which is great, but that's not. But you have to have a voice. And, and you have to say something about the world. Exactly. Yeah. Not just like, I'm the wacky counter person exactly. that can your order right. Exactly. Okay. And there's exactly. room for that here and there, but, yeah. but, but it is social political satire. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. All right. Cool. I like that you met your husband there. All right. Yeah. Any others that you want um, to do? Have you ever written a fan letter? I wrote one last week. <laughs> to who? My favorite singer, Jonathan Richmond. I don't know him. I know the name, but I don't know his music. He's in There's Something About Mary. He's okay. the roving guy with the guitar. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and um, he, uh, I think he's in something else. He's in uh, The Big Lebowski at the, okay. bowling, at the bowling alley. He's with the band. That's playing. right. Um, he's my favorite singer. I've been going to see him perform since I was 17. And you wrote, and last week you wrote him a fan letter. Yeah, because he wrote me, like, I've, I may be his only black fan. I'm not entirely sure. But so he's a a wonderful man. In fact, I've modeled how I try, we try to deal with fans um, and maybe after how he deals with people like me. Which is how? Really kind and really like, his whole thing is like, there's a whole Jonathan story, which is not important for this. But he, I had a friend who was really disruptive at one of his concerts, and so so much so that he had to tell her to stop, and the whole audience started yelling at her. It was very embarrassing. I didn't go back to the sh- his show the next year. And then the you next skipped year, a year, I skipped, a, I skipped like two years, because I was embarrassed. Wow. And I came back the third year, and I came back the third year, and I was off in the back. You know, he, I don't know how he could remember yeah. this. He, at the end of the show, comes running off stage through the crowd and grabs me. He's like, Angela. And I was like, well, he's like, is your friend here? I feel so bad about the way I handled that. You know, she's a fan. Yeah, she was being, you know, out of control, but she was a fan, and I was, I shouldn't have treated her that way, and I'm so sorry. He's like, is that why you haven't come the last couple times? And I was like... <laughs> Holy shit. And I was like, yeah. He was like, don't do that again. You know, and so he's always like he remembers. He remembers, like he he's he's called me on my birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> he talks to me. I mean, one show in, um, in Santa Monica once, some years ago. Uh, they I was supposed to be on the list and I wasn't, but whatever. I paid. I, so I'm standing there up in front because I always push my way up front. And um, he comes, he starts to play, and he stops and goes, Angela, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, John. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know him. And he goes, um, they told me you weren't here. You, did you pay for your ticket? And I was like, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Like, no, it matters. You're on the list. Go get your money back. We'll wait. And he made every... I was like, no, that's okay. Let's go. He said, no, we'll wait. He goes, we can wait, right? And I was like, we can wait. They literally waited for me to go get my money before that's we started the show. He's the so it's amazing. when he comes back to L.A. And he always yes. plays the same place? Yeah, general... No. But I just... Okay. You, you know, find That's why I suspect I might be his only black man. Yeah. Um, and also, he's so he's just a really great... So the last time I saw him a few years ago, I kind of lost track of him yeah. in terms of being able to write my stalkery fan letters. And he gave me his address again, so I wrote to him. And a literal letter or an email? Letter. Wow. Like in, yeah, so I can't Angel writes letters. Yeah, that's I that's write so letters. neat. He's, and so I, what he, I learned from him is when, you know, Tom is the most valuable resource we have. And if somebody spends some of their time with on you, the least you can do is try to respect that and give some back. Yeah. You know, like, and so that's, we, re, like, we respond to every fan email. Yeah. We, you know, we, mm-hmm. it might take a minute. Right. You know, not and actually, and people send us crazy things like booze and cheese, which is wonderful. Somebody yeah. sent us cheese and uh, bacon. Mm-hmm. I yes, bacon. you didn't get the bacon. I didn't know that was bacon. I know you didn't know that. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> Gail sent us bacon. Wow. <laughs> What Jonathan Richmond song should I download if I'm new to Jonathan Richmond? Um, people love uh, I Was Dancing in a Lesbian Bar. Okay. That's a very that's a fun, fun song. Okay. All right. I'm on it. That's a big crowd pleaser. I like Closer. And, okay. And Pablo Picasso never got called asshole. 
Okay, cool. I like that. All right. Now, you got another question for you, Francis? Uh, let's see. Uh, tell us about when you first saw your first Dirty Magazine. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brothers, I had two older brothers. I know. <laughs> and two older brothers who were like 9 and 11 years older than me. And they had a Playboy in the Den. Right. And I grabbed it up. I saw it. And I just, it was just fuel. And I took it into my mother. And I said, do you know the filth? <laughs> so you were you were, you were like the porn nerd. I was. And my wow. goes, who cares? <laughs> Throw it back in there. I love that. <laughs> the whole what they, they yeah. hang out, you know. <laughs> You were getting, you were, you were up in arms, and you. She did not get on that boat she with you. She could care less. I love that. She could care less. Those ones are baked. They're yeah. Fun. Yes. I can't change that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just did. I was like, get it with that. It's filthy. It's She was exposed to a lot of things. Yeah. Where's the most random place you've ever played? A, 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 a video the store. back of a video store. Yes. First of all, what's a video store? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Second of all, exactly. Yeah, out the window. Exactly. Yeah. Rocket Video. We oh, Rocket Video. Rocket Video. Rocket I used to do a stand-up night. Yeah. In behind, well, where the porn is. Okay. And that was, was weird. It was people going to get their porn while we're doing jokes. Mm. It was a really so, that was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's memorable. It's a memory. They, mm-hmm. that no, was you know, it taught us. Check out the place before you say yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. You live and learn, right? Yeah, that's right? Do you have any more fun questions you want to do? Um, let's see. What's the... What would you... What? Uh, see, that's just a sweet story. It's mm-hmm. such a surprise party. I, uh, I like sweet stories. Okay, but my, what was my favorite... We're, we're, we're hitting all the day? emotional notes mm-hmm. here. Okay, good. Okay, uh, you don't have to stick it up all the time. You mm-hmm. can... See, you can break it's the, just really sweet. Yeah. My 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I, what was um, your most memorable birthday? Is yes, the question. That's, that's the question. So okay. um, I wasn't like upset about it or anything, but I kind of settled into this. Like we were going to go to dinner, Francis mm-hmm. and Tom and I, yeah. and uh, another friend of a couple of friends of mine, and uh, a nice dinner. But you know, I was a little bit like this. You know, I'm aging, I'm getting older, whatever. And I don't know how she did it because we cannot keep secrets from each other. We cannot. But I'm walking into the restaurant and I'm looking at people's food because that's what I do. And then when I get to the table, I see my mom and my sister, who I totally had no idea were going to be there. Are they in town? And do they no, know? they live in Michigan and D.C. Wow. And so I was just, I just started crying. And, like, it was just wonderful. It was, like, the best birthday I've ever had. And um, it was so great. And then, like, like, a whole bunch of people just sort of, like... Did really lovely things like family, old family, like long family friends. Got all these birthday cards from people that I hadn't, you know, they were friends of the family I hadn't talked to in a long time, and like it was just really wonderful. I felt so loved, and I was so like it was just everything was great. And I was like, see mm-hmm. how everything can just turn around. And she kept that secret for like three months. Mm-hmm. I she love that, like, and I can't believe it. And I mean, you, something was wrong. It was like a Friday, and my mother was like, oh, I have to go back to the dentist because he screwed up. And I was like, Doctor Mueller doesn't screw up. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's going Sums on? Up. But it never occurred to me that they'd be flying. That in. they were here, mm-hmm. you know, like did not occur to me. And my roommate was all pissy because I had a, a guest in town who didn't know about the surprise party, and he was trying to he was making me drive him someplace, and I just I didn't think it was a big deal. She kept being like, "He can get out here. He can get out here." And I was like, "Why are you being so uptight, Danny?" Yeah, Brian's my friend. And she's like, "Because I don't know that everybody's waiting." Wow, it was great. Yeah. Good for you. Sweetest, loveliest, yeah, best birthday ever. That That's awesome. That I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have? another question that you want to do? Oh, let's see. Who were your teen crushes? Okay. I was really, really crazy for Prince. Really? I mean, like, like, 
literally my locker walls were covered. Not just like the door, right. but the inside, <laughs> internally, from top to bottom, with Prince pictures. Favorite Prince album, like Purple Rain era. No, she's weird. I'm old school. Like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna see either say either controversy or uptown. No, Jordy, you know, Jordy Mine or all that. And then I also my one of my favorite. Actual, my actual, actual favorite is like the first one for you. Yeah, her imaginary friend as a child was Michael Jackson. You know what? You don't have to tell people that. I think you, you don't have to. You have done a lot worse than people. that. You know what? I, I bet you were his. I bet you were his. Thank ways. you. Prince is interesting because he's a little like feminine, mm-hmm. but he also really sexual, very, and, and also that, with, like, Apollonia, and that, you know yes, what I mean? Like, yes. so... And this is pre Apollonia. what he's like in bed. My, my, my prince was G-string, yeah. thigh-high boots, yeah. and, a, and a raincoat. Yeah. That's Have you ever met him? No, no and I've never seen him live. I've seen him in concert I've once in Hawaii. Concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool. I remember loving when he played the piano. Yes. And just the fact, like, I just love... One what a good musician he is. And how much he loves playing. Yeah. So, like, he would do a concert mm-hmm. and then go to random clubs and play all night long. Yeah. Like, he just really loves music. Yeah. And it, it isn't just, like, what's my next song, tr- single I can churn out to get yeah. some cash mm-hmm. or whatever. He's amazing. I love it. I love him. Do you have any more that you want to do? Um, let's say, what is this? Anything you can think of? What, what am I good at that might surprise people? Well, what are you good at that might surprise people? Um, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, cooking, maybe? No, I would say, um... <laughs> no! She's got a deep knowledge of labyrinths. Yeah. And, um... Labyrinths? Like, yes. the mazes? Yes. 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 And oh, la- a labyrinth deep... is in the maze. Yeah. It's, t- <laughs> it's not a maze. <laughs> what is it? Okay, yeah. no, it's good to know. People uh, use labyrinths as walking meditation, so a labyrinth... <laughs> Actually, has uh, a you walk in and then it has a destination, and then but it's not to make you confused. A maze it has dead ends. A labyrinth doesn't. Okay. A labyrinth is open. Preach. I love it. I love it. A yeah. labyrinth. It's a process, but it's not going to fuck with you. That is right. It's a, it's a process to you. Yeah, you're meant to experience exactly. the flow of it. All right. Exactly. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yes. All right. Angela likes words. Yeah. I like words. Crossword puzzles? Things no, like that. I actually just like to, if, if it helps me in a moment if I'm having a hard day or I'm mad about something or someone, is I try to find the perfect word to describe it. Oh, that's cool. You know, so like I literally will sit there for, in like just hours and I like, we both go on what I would call educational tangents. Yes. Where you start with, what's Broccoli Rob? And before you know it, you're like, talking about Henry VIII's wives. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how it happens, but mm-hmm. you follow each lead right. and you end up at this other place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I really do love words. Yeah. So, I love it. We're right now, we're, we're very good so obsessed with making terrariums. We haven't made one yet. <laughs> We've been researching it. Right. But we're going to make some terrariums. That's going to happen. It's That's going to go down. So yeah, this summer. Happen. I took a lamp making class. I think people would be surprised by things like that. Like, yeah, I take I a lot of little classes. That's so cool. So I took welding. Welding. I can do make welding, and I can do uh, um, lamp making. I can make lamps and mold. That's amazing. I'd like to take art. You can make lamps with the electrical wiring and everything. Yes, that's what it taught you how to do the wiring. And it taught, that class taught you how to use a drill press so that you could um, drill through uh, a vase, a glass vase, to put you know to make that the part of the lamp. But 
it was so interesting. I took both these classes at the same place. The welding class, all men. One other woman. Lamp class, all women. Right? Wow. And I think I was the only, like, not lesbian, only straight person. Wow. And I was like, where do you take these classes at? It's this metalworks, I forget the exact, it's like metalworks something. And it's like a few weeks or whatever. It can be, they've got lots of different yeah. kinds. Like, they've got one that's like for a day, and they've got ones where you can come, I think, more often, you know, and, and get different levels of um, access to their. Have you seen workshop. the stuff she's made? Yes. Well, I don't have all the equipment of my own yeah. because you have to have a You have to do it there. You have to do it Yes. I have this. <laughs> so you can, like, on a day, you can be like, you want to come up and see my Welding. I can I can well I can make mm. your lamp. That's amazing. No, she was getting a new like a uh, ceiling lamp, but I'm like right. I can't do that wiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's housing wiring. Not quite yet. But I can. Not but you know wiring. what kind of wiring? It yeah, is. and I know I learned a lot about like what you know positive and whatever what you have to connect to what, and I know how to put a switch on something. That's so awesome. if like a switch breaks. Yeah. You know, on something I can you can do that. Put a new switch. On. All right. Which so actually isn't that hard, but it sounds cool. I like it. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm more impressed. in love with you girls than I've been. Yeah. You're. you're you're fantastic. You. We never get to see our people. I know. We gotta, shit's gotta change. That's what I'm saying. I need you in my life. Why aren't we hanging out? I know. It's gonna mm-hmm. happen. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Was there a point where just shit wasn't happening for you? And you couldn't, like, and, like, what do we do? How do we reinvent? How do we keep going? Or have, you, have, you, have you had a, have you had... I think things like, definitely ebb and flow. Yeah. And I'm sure you know what I mean. Like, there's definitely, there's never been a time when there was just, like, nothing. Right. But there are times when I don't know why it is what it is about this business. Right. But you know like you'll be sitting here like I need a gig, I need a gig, nothing. And then everybody calls and everybody wants to work the same week. Yes. It's like yes. you get three gigs but they're all the same yeah. week. And I'm like, what's the deal, dude? I've been waiting all year. Like for yeah. the college shows I will say the funny thing is that we are booked like crazy next February because it's Black History Month. Right. And I've been like saying to our agents, could you please remind people that we will be black all year? Right. Because <laughs> I could use some black money in November. That would right. be really helpful. That's you so know? interesting. <laughs> but like that's when they all, that's a big, so. So if it's Black History Month and they bring you in, do you, do you change no, your material? Not just, really. It's just enough to be who no, you well, are. Well, this is what kills me. A lot of this, I mean, we've never gone to a black college or a right. school that, you know, we've gone to schools that have been more or less diverse than others. Yes. Right. But, um, but generally speaking, they're, they're pretty white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like that's the month they decide to do it. Right. So. And our comedy, you know, comedy is funny. Right. You know, it's not, our, you know, we don't have a lot of race-based comedy. Right. Well, I mean, we talk about some things, but they're yes. like, they're not yes. like heavy. No, not yeah. heavy, heavy. But, as a friend told us a long time ago, the fact that you are on stage is making a political statement. Just you two black women. Yeah. Just your your very presence. It says something. Right. And a lot of the schools you play with, how diverse are they? Depends. That depends on where depends. it is. Yes. But, you, but I would say overall, they are mostly mostly white. white. Yeah. Um, and then, but you get down south, a lot of times you'll get a better mix. Mm-hmm. Maybe some more black kids. Yeah. But it's always like a shock when we're like in New Hampshire and there's like four black kids. I'm like, hey! Yeah. That's when we do have to say something. We're like, we really didn't think there'd be anybody. No. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, you know? Yeah. Like, um, is it? Is it comforting to know that if, for example, you're having an off night or you draw a blank mm-hmm. or you feel like, 
I can't I can't be funny to save my fucking life. You got somebody else there that's sort Absolutely. of on. Absolutely. Yeah. Because like if you there's what we've both done it, so I'm not right. calling her out. I've done this too. But when you you know when you look at each other's eyes, the difference between the oh I'm playing or the panic. I had no <laughs> idea where we are. There was something we missed in one of our shows recently, yeah. a line that we have to say because it's our out later on. Yes. And Francis didn't realize we had missed it, and so I kept trying to get and back. I, to and it. I'm just going. And so and you couldn't say it. I could say it, but it was like, but we kept getting off the topic. I see. Yeah. So it was really, finally, I just shoved it in where it made absolutely no yeah. sense. But you really, otherwise, this other bit doesn't work. You had to pay it off. But you got, each, you got each other. Well, I don't know how. I don't. I could never. I don't think I could be a stand-up alone. And I, you know what? A lot of them hate us for it. Like yeah. when, we, when we're doing shows with other stand-ups, you can feel the the anger and the rage. The well, jealousy. because it can be really lonely. It's really lonely. And they're like, scary. Be with your friend. Like they get all mad. I'm like, nobody's stopping you from being a duo. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. be a trio or something. Find yeah. two other people. What a blessing that you guys found each other. Yeah. Do you think about that a lot? Oh yeah. The missing piece. Where you know, say Shelf that we are, we reach others, other Michelle yeah. Silverstein. Mm-hmm. Or I always think of Damon and Pythias mm-hmm. in Greek mythology. They were best friends. You probably you may have heard the story. Best friends who, long story short, one of them gets in trouble with the king or emperor, whatever he was, and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, okay, that's you're going to kill me, I get it, but can I go take care of my affairs first? Go make sure my family's okay. And he's like, I'm not going to let you leave, I'll never come back. And his best friend is like, hey, I'll wait for him. And mm-hmm. the king's like, okay, but if he's not back by 8, 8 p.m. on Sunday, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, that's okay. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. And the king can't believe it. So for the next two days, he's, like, riding the guy. He's like, you know your friend's not coming back. You know he ran. And he's like, he's coming back. Meanwhile, you cut to the friend, and he's like, everything's going wrong. Right? Like, the train's late, everything. He can't barely, but he's kicking his ass, and he comes running in at the last minute all breathless. And literally, the way I like to think of it is he runs, and he's like, okay, okay, get, get off the thing. Get off the guillotine. And he just puts him like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> like yeah. that. And the king was so impressed. By their friendship, that of course he spared them. But I could cry at that story. Isn't that a great story? It's a great story. And that's that's how I feel. That's yeah. like we talk about all the time. So like if we got kidnapped by <laughs> ISIS and they were going to behead us, we'd be laughing. Yeah. We'd be, we'd be like, like, oh my god, I, 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 I can't believe we're going to be headed by Oh my god. That's, that's so, so funny. Funny. I mean, and then I didn't mean to make it. And I hate that. my hair. Yeah. I really hate it. These so people are not. I have no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did you, when you first started getting TV stuff, did you think, okay, we're going to be super famous? Did, how, how did you chase that dragon? Did you chase that sort of. No. Uh, you know what I mean? You know what? I still, you know what? I would still like us to. Here's the thing. I. What we do, right? I would like to make more money at it, right? Like everybody else, right? Um, the fame thing, you know, I was on Hannah Montana and I watched somebody become super famous by the name of Miley Cyrus, by <laughs> Miley Cyrus, right? And it's not all that it's cracked up to me, yeah. You know, and so what I would like to be able to do, I would love to be able to have a retirement in a home yeah. and do the kind of show sure we want to do. And, and do the yeah. show. Like, well, I think we all, all of us, we get together, we're like, when, when we all want to do the ultimate show or movie or yeah. TV show where we get all of our friends and the funniest yeah. people we know working mm-hmm. on it. And that's, I, we want that experience. I love live performing, you yes. know, and so I'm amazed that we, I can't believe, I do have days when I say to myself, even as hard as it can be at times, I'm like, you get to be an actor in Hollywood. Like, yeah. you literally, I'm like, I, I literally get to go make people laugh. That's my job. Yeah. Right. You know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not hoping to get to do it. I get I'm to a, do it. We do, do, we do it. And I you're feel like it. other people, it's like, you, you know, if you're at your job, and no matter how well you do it, if you're a doctor or a lawyer or the checkout woman at Kmart, or how good you are, people never go... 
we, yeah. that's how our day ends yeah. a lot. And yeah. so how can you feel like, I, I, I feel so made sometimes. Yes, it would be nice if it was consistent, right. <laughs> you know, but get the getting recognized part, like that stuff. Yeah. I don't care about that. that so that's not, in fact, I'm a sneak out the back kind of performer, yeah. you know? Um, I, and I love the online interaction and I'm totally into that. It's, it's, you know, I like a lot of my me time, but, yeah. um, I also, I never thought that I, or we would be like the kind of like famous, like, you know, Jennifer Aniston, like helicopters hovering yeah. everywhere you mm-hmm. walk or something. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want that. Here's the thing. I, I don't need it. Yeah. Right. I understand what it comes, but I, I understand that if you do something that people really love or obsessed yeah. with, that it also, here's the other part of that. It comes with that. Yeah. And I think that that's the part that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, you know, so kind. There's so many good parts. Like, for example, like when people do recognize us, they it's so loving. Right, exactly. So it's like we get like, and you live up to what people expect from you. I hope so. You know, because like they literally like uh, it does make my day. I know it sounds trite, but like yeah, um, like I'm a little worried about one of our little fans, Kirk, Mm because he hasn't written in a few days, and Kirk is on Twitter 24 seven. Right, I've been like, Kirk, where are you? Yeah. Is everything all right, Kirk? Because yeah. I don't know where Kirk lives. I'm worried he's in Texas. I don't know. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. does somebody know where Kirk is? Because right. I'm used to him. You yeah. know, or like the guy who always writes dirty stuff to us. One day he wrote something just sweet. And I was like, are you okay? Yeah, what's going on with <laughs> that? And he wrote something like, you know, suck yeah. my balls. I was like, okay, you're fine. Oh, what a relief. I was worried. Mm-hmm. You what know? a relief. But the... Um, Do you guys have one Twitter account? or One Twitter. Okay. We each have a personal one, but we never use. Yeah. yeah. So it's just at Frangela. <laughs> it's yeah. Frangela Duo. Frangela Duo. Mm-hmm. At Frangela Duo. Because I think there was already a Frangela. Yes. Really? Um, I know. That's, like they should give that up. That's they really right. should give that it's up. It's not right. Mm-hmm. But so we're at French Ledo for that in Facebook. And it's us. Yeah. yeah. Like the college kids. It's my favorite college kids. We always tell them, you know, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And the girl had a phone, this little girl, and she's like, cute little girl. She's like, where are you? And I go, it's French Ledo. And she puts it in. She's like, guys, you're not verified. And I went, but I'm right here in front of you. Yeah. And she's like, but you're not, how do I know that too? I was like, this is so much better than a blue check. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise will never come up to every single person and go, it's really me. Yeah. This yeah. is really my yeah. account. But she really couldn't. She needed it. that to happen. Yeah. She, she needed, needed that, that stuff. Blue check. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. holding your phone, putting it in for it. That's mm-hmm. as good as uh, it gets. That's amazing. But, is, yeah. is there anything coming up that you want to promote? Uh, I know you've got a lot of college dates, and uh, they're on your website, frangela.com. With forgetting these things. We're in a movie that's supposed to come out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They keep changing the I title of it. it. It was There's called... I don't know. It was called Crazy Girls and... Bad Boys Crazy, Crazy Girls. Okay. Now I think it might be called Bad, Bad Summer. Summer. But that's okay. supposed to come out. Yeah. And... Uh, we're on a show called Mockpocalypse. Yes. What's it called? Mockpocalypse. Okay. It should be on show. Yeah. What's it... Okay. It's yeah. on Access TV. Yeah. And then, um... It is Dave Holmes. Okay. It's, 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 him, it's him and um, some other great people, Neil and David. Um, yeah. But they, uh... It's on Access. And then... Well, Alright, that's Some cool. Other stuff here that might be we just did this thing together for European television yes. called The Ultimate Countdown. Yes. Okay, I have you seen the episode that's online? Uh-huh. It's not bad. I have to watch it. It's it's you can I'm gonna post there's a link to the company's <laughs> website where there is one of these episodes and mm-hmm. it's like the sexiest movie scenes or whatever. Right. And we're both like the I've done a lot of stuff for them mm-hmm. and when the producer 
called me and said we're changing to this format I was like we gotta get Frangela and I so um, we ever thank you thank you you're welcome well they're because fun little gigs they're they're great that's not the way we get paid I feel kind of dirty they just give you cash at the end <laughs> like, so good I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm, daddy's putting my money on the dress I know he's a little <laughs> I call it walking around now <laughs> Yeah. spent hers she's yeah. like it's my dirty money yeah. I love it but it's, it's so, cool it's very cool and also it's just, they do like huge packages you know yeah this, I mean we were doing was it they were doing Hollywood romances and like we're way back at like you know Elizabeth Taylor yeah and, you know well, like Eddie Taylor I and, used you know. to do these things called Star Watch for them and then it became Close Up and mm-hmm. basically what they do is they it's a company called Prime Media Entertainment mm-hmm. out of France and they would take Red carpet footage and stills or whatever they could get cheap. Mm-hmm. Junket interviews, whatever they already own. Mm-hmm. And they would build a half hour around George Clooney. Or maybe wow. it was an hour. Right? So it's voiceover, it's that, and then there's one talking head mm-hmm. who talks about George Clooney. And that would be me. Oh, and I've okay. done like 91 of these episodes. I have oh. to see this. And, yeah, and they're, like, I'm huge in Belgium. And oh, they don't, oh, dude. She's like in Poland. Really? Yeah. As Hannah Montana. It's her big thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... So now they're doing these other things, which are a lot more fun because you get to be funnier. But those were, like, I would have to do a ton of research and pull wow. sound bites out of my ass. And <laughs> I don't, A, I don't plug it a lot because it's here. I mean, I don't think it's airing here. And also, like, there was so much just, like, pulling shit out of your ass that mm-hmm. you don't quite know. Like, oh, this is my shining moment. No, I just had to think of ten right. things to say about Morgan Freeman. Right. Yeah. You know, that, were fa- <laughs> that I found and, you know, I don't know. But anyway... It's a gig, and it's it's yeah, fun. I, and it was I fun to it. be doing this mm-hmm. this version. But the the show that they've edited together that we're both on, it's really cool. It looks I good. I have to watch it. Yeah. I could not explain it to people. I'm like, it's um, European, yeah. French, French. It's something like that. And they it's we talked about some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, Miley memory favorite. Um. My favorite memory. You know what? This is when when I think about because people ask me all the time. Yeah. They are a lovely family. They always ask, yeah. what, was it like? what are they like? What, 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 really yes, like? and and it, the reality is, is that they're they're really sweet, and like their her, she and her dad are close and yeah. loving, and and I don't think people expect that. Yeah. Or think that they, you know, they, they think that these there's some big evil people being like, get in there and be a Disney princess, you yeah. know. But like it wasn't like that. Moms or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the the thing is, is that. You know what was was great about her is that she really wanted to do this job. Yeah, she wanted to be a performer. She wanted she to be managed. She took, she took it really, really seriously. Yeah, she wasn't and, just there for the hair and makeup and then throwing yes. the tantrums. Like yeah. she knows her lines. Yeah, she hits her marks. Yeah. She's a professional. She's and at fourteen. Yeah, was doing that. Which was I thought that that show. But here's the thing: we talk about this all the time. She's been trying to get a show, had been had been trying to get a show since she was seven or eight. So she and Emily Oz met, you know, that we were talking yes, about that story. They were, they were best friends. They, they were very best close. friends. And, and so they had been trying to do, doing pilots where Emily was the star one time, then Miley would be the star one time, then Emily would be the star one time, and then Miley would be, and Hannah Montana's just the one that hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Emily Osmond. Yeah, so it's it's really... Yeah, I don't know why people. I always wonder what people think. How you think you're gonna say when the kids will ask what she really like? And I, sometimes, and then when they really push it, they think she's withholding. I go, bear in mind, she is. We could be her mother. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I do hang out with her. I'm like, that would be weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do you hang out with people who are 20 some years younger yeah. than you? No. That that would make us assholes. Like we don't. <laughs> you know, like she's a lot younger. So 
I do think her evolution is interesting, and yes. I like how she's become very like socially aware yeah. and charities and, yes. and uh, homeless youth and like she's a good person. Yeah, you know, like you know, every Disney princess from uh, Britney Spears, who was a mouseketeer, yeah, uh, goes through this evolution where they lose it. You know, they and they have to. Lindsay Lohan had everybody yeah, has to. Nowhere near that. Yeah. But they all go through this, this phase where they have to get rid of that image yeah. and become somebody else. Right. Well, I remember when she started doing all the crazy stuff mm-hmm. and everyone was so shocked. And I was like, she had to do something bold. Yeah, she had to. She grow up and she has to be a new and adult. And in this, media, forever. Yeah. In, her, in this media culture, she had to go big or go home. Yes. Yep. And um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm team And I'm going to tell you something. I... I appreciate that she's willing to speak out on issues because there are people who, you know, I, Taylor Swift, I mean, literally said, I was reading all the, about all these congressional people in Congress who were, were going to her concert, and she says that she won't make political statements because she doesn't want to influence anything. And I'm like, isn't that the, one of the good parts about being in a place where people will listen to what you have to say? Yeah. Like, for me, it is. For me, it's like, because people will pay to hear what we have to say sometimes, it's an opportunity for me to say things that are important, like civil rights. Yeah. You know, like, everybody should have civil rights. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be able to do whatever they need to do, you yeah. know. Um, I'm pro-choice, you know. Yeah. So, but I I kind of feel like that's, it's a waste of an immense opportunity. Yeah. Um, I do like that she's standing up for streaming and musicians and like I feel like that's kind of cool yeah although I'm not thrilled about Bad Blood as the next single I'll just go I'll say you know what I think that you're making an excellent point well uh, she's well I like all the other singles so far so uh, you know (laughs) how many singles are there going to be I'll wrap it up but um, do you have any like words that you live by or like a philosophy or say say what you mean ask for no it's, it's ask for what you want say what the fuck you mean yes that is our number one mantra. I don't want to hear no bullshit. Ask for what you want and say what the fuck you mean. Did you learn that the hard way for yourselves? No, we've learned it from people not asking for the fuck they want. You know, you, I'm sure this has happened to you. Somebody's like, hey, come on over. We're going to film this thing. It'll just be like an hour. 18 hours later. Yeah, like you the know? podcast no. that I told you an hour. And we're <laughs> like, 118. But yeah. you guys are delightful. See? Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like, you get this point where you're like, yeah. no, 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 no. Or the way that people... It came out of people couching... Um, Wanting a favor, but not asking for it. Acting like they're doing anything. Oh my gosh, I thought something would be so fun for you to do. Um, Help me move. Yeah. (laughs) That's not fun for me, and you can't, you're not gonna, like, you know, gaslight me into thinking that that, that, I'm having fun. It's like, no, I'm doing you a favor. You know, so that's, but that's our, uh, and just politics in general. Like, I'm sick of motherfuckers putting out a Confederate flag and going, I'm just proud of the stuff. I had no idea this would be offensive. You know what? Ask what you want. Say the fuck. What you mean? Okay. Yeah. White people used to stand up for their racism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they would get a hood. That's my plan. But yeah. every once in a while, they might take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I, I have no respect for people who hide behind feigned ignorance. Yes. Do people ever ask you about friendship? How, to, how to do it? How to keep it going? They don't believe. Uh, we, this one we get asked a lot. Are you really, really friends? friends? Yeah. Are you really for real? For real? Are you friends? Yeah. Do you really? I mean, do you really like each other? Um... Like, very, and we've had people act like, keep asking the question in various ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they just can't believe it. 
Yeah. But what do you do with, like, some things really freak people out. Like, that we have access to each other's bank accounts. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Wow. We know each other's codes for everything. Everything. So, Pin number. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, she's, it's so easy. So, it's like, we both, we just know each other that well. And we trust each other. So, like, if I, like, she, yeah. like, buys tickets for us to go on tour, I just put the money in her account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever have in- intuition about each other? Like, she's not feeling well or some, I, something's up with you? Or You know what? I'm going to tell you this. I, we can tell... Things that we can't see in ourselves. Right. Sometimes we have to say to, to the other person, like, Angela will be sick, and she'll be like, I'm not sick. I'm like, you're sick. Mm-hmm. You're sick, 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 sick. She's like, it's just happening. You're sick. No, I'll have to be like, have you taken your medicine? Yes. You're like, what? I'm like, you seem really tired. Yeah. Have you taken your medicine? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so we're good at monitoring each other that way. I don't know that, like... It's not like twins where you somebody stubs their toe and the other one feels it. No, right. but we yeah. do we do a lot of twins speak. speak. Yeah, I like it. Well, I love you guys. We this has been so much fun. Follow them on Twitter. Go to franchise.com. And um, we'll do this more often. I really hope so. Yay! I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you guys. Thank you. You're delightful. Bye. My thanks again to the delightful Frangela. I love those girls. All right, so this happened as a two-parter this week. So this happened, Frontiers News Magazine here in Los Angeles um, put up a little post about Dennis Anyone and um, talked about my past podcast guest, Javier Fuentes Leon. So hopefully we're off and running with our little synergy thing with Frontiers. So check them out at FrontiersMedia.com, and thank you to Stephen Horblatt for, uh, for going for it. All right. And so this also happened. Um, my previous podcast guest, Howie Scores, play debuted last night here in Los Angeles, and it was directed by another previous podcast guest, Jim Fall, and it was such a great night because Howie and Jim are both in my writing group, and I've seen the play sort of evolve. It was a packed house, and I got there a little bit late, so their seats were kind of scattered and scarce, but I ended up sitting next to Howie's real-life sister, and... The play is very loosely inspired by Howie's own family in a very loose way, but there's a sister character who's hilarious and loud and Long Islandy and all of that stuff. And so I was sitting next to Howie's real sister when it was happening, and Howie was behind me, and it was like, it was so kind of interesting and funny, but everyone loved it. Uh, the sister was delightful, and she loved it, and I, I was just so proud. It was so proud to see somebody uh, take a risk and make something happen and see it all come to fruition. So congrats to Howie and Jim, and uh, if you're in L.A., it runs for, I think, about five more weeks. Uh, Miserable with an ocean view. It's really, really fun and thoughtful and twisted. So um, there you go. And Drew Drogi, another past podcast guest, is in it. So there you go. Three for the price of whatever. All right. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.